Welcome to episode four of Astrology for Men, the podcast where I read the stars, my co-host Aster reads astrology, and we make investments in the stock market based on it. We, we need to take I'm your again. host. What? Because you said I read astrology and that you read the stars. <laughs> Fucking, I don't care. We're using it. Aster uses tarot. It's fine. I'm your host, Noel, and I'm a giant fuck up. I'm your co-host, Aster, and I'm not? Yes, correct. I guess? And we have guests. We do. We have several guests. Uh, one is our returning guest, Beth. Hey! She's back! Go listen to the first episode if you don't know who I am. Happy birthday, Beth. And for our second guest, our newcomer, our expert tarot reader, we have Cinna. Uh, hello, they, them, witch from Western North Carolina out in the Appalachias. I'm, I'm far from an expert, expert, but I have been doing tarot for a little while, I don't know, seven or eight years now, and I like it. And I do read a little every day, so that's my credential for you here at the table tonight. You understand that the, the credentials that Aster and I bring to the table are months ago, we decided it would be funny if we learned this stuff for a podcast about financial stuff. It's a personal, intimate experience, so you can't really <laughs> do it wrong, you know? It's yeah. about you and the cards. Very wise. Damn. You and the cards and your wallet, in this case. Uh, me and the cards and my credit card. I look forward to being corrected on what the cards mean. Yeah, this is going to be so fun. I'm going to, like, speed read the stars so that we can get to the tarot. Oh, I forgot to mention, I just realized I made a sticky note and everything. My sun is in Cancer. My moon is in Gemini. My rising is Scorpio which means I'm emotional and really big on vibes. So that's what you can expect from me. So let's talk about the stonks. So last week, if you recall, um, we were getting some mixed messages about trying something new. So we elected to try something old. We reinvested more money into the same stock that wasn't doing so well, FTS. And after about a month, it looks like the original investment technically is down, not as far down. We're about $5.40 down from the original investment and the new investment that we just made is seven dollars and 29 cents up extremely exciting folks you can't get this kind of uh nonsense anywhere else edge of my seat where will <laughs> that money go next as far as rcm though rcm is doing great we are up thirty dollars and seventy cents my goodness the total gain from i invested in them like two months ago it's been 30 percent oh wow. so uh that's interesting something to think about as we read the stars to figure out what our next move is going to be Oh, the other thing we did want to check in in, that was $69 last week. And I got to see how much more. I remember checking in on it like a week later or maybe like when the podcast came out. And it was doing so well that it was kind of embarrassing that really I should have been investing in that one instead of going back into FTS. Oh my God. Hub Group. Hub Group is up pretty, pretty dang good. And now it is up to 82.85. So really, I should have invested in the 69 stock, it looks like. Hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
Oh, well. So there is actually an argument that you could make for this in the future, okay. which is numerology. <laughs> and so if you ever in the future are like, this number is right, then just say it was numerology. Okay. And then you're on brand. It was numerology. We had to do the $69 stock. And not just numerology, but Aster's cards did say, let's stick to something simple. Don't overthink it. And at one point, somebody pointed out, shouldn't we just pick the 69 stock then? Don't overthink it. Yeah. It seems that the cards were freaking right. I'm pretty sure I read that spread seven different ways. So maybe just two. I think just two. <laughs> All right, star chart. This is what I'm thinking. Should I sell my stocks that are up? The market in general is kind of up right now. It's higher than I've ever seen it. Should I sell my stocks right now or should I buy something? 7.04 p.m. November 7th, location in the East Coast. So what we have to do is we have to find the ascending sign of the first house, the current house, to find the ruler of the moment at hand that represents me. Gemini is the ascendant, the ruler of Gemini. Okay, so we're doing it the, the method you tried last week again? Because I'm so tired. I am so tired. I am so tired of, oh, Jupiter and Saturn aren't in the same house anymore. <laughs> They're separating. <laughs> They're separating. Saturn is right on the line, mm -hmm. and then Jupiter is fully in the house. So what I'm hearing is next month's episode you'll go back. No, what you're hearing is that this month's episode, I will just sort of be a contrarian little bitch about it and read it both ways, depending on what I feel like. All right. Hope that clears things up. That is how divination works. You're doing it correctly. Oh my God. I feel so validated right now. It's also how the stock market works. So you're double doing it correctly. True. True. So... Gemini, the ruler of Gemini is Mercury, and I find Mercury in house five, and house five represents the entertainment industry. <laughs> the other thing I want to look at is since house two is the house of my money, I want to look at who's the ruler of house two, which is Cancer, and then the ruler of Cancer is the moon. And the moon is in house seven, and house seven is about, oh, this is like one of the weird ones, isn't it? Accounting, banking, corporations, yep. Bleh. Whenever they say, like, my money needs to go into accounting, banking, and corporations, it's just like, oh, so you're telling me not to invest. You're telling me not to invest. Okay, whatever, fine. Keep that money in your pocket, friend. I mean, at this point, because the market is so up, like, I'm almost inclined to believe it. And then there's me in the house of entertainment. So I am making a podcast. Could be telling you to do what's most entertaining. Oh, gosh. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do what's best for your podcast ratings. Well, what would be best for the podcast ratings is if I were actually successful and like made a profit. So that means I should sell the stock. It's going to be a boring follow up. Well, I sold the <laughs> stock and I still have that money. Shut the <laughs> fuck up, Aster. I love you so much. So the moon is the inner self. The sun is the outer self. The sun is also in house five, the house of entertainment. So in, in the exterior, I should be entertaining. So once again, it's saying whatever's funniest, whatever's good for the podcast, focus on the podcast and the inner self and also just the moon being the ruler of cancer, being where my money should go, being accounting, banking, corporations means put that money back in your pocket. It really is telling me to sell the stock. I'm so sorry. Aster, mm. I think we're going to be able to wrap this on real... Wait, no, hold on. Never mind. Sorry. Scratch that. Take your time. Sit back down. 
put your cards away. We're looking at Jupiter and Saturn again because they're in different houses. <laughs> okay. The thing with Jupiter and Saturn, if you don't remember, is that Jupiter is about growth and Saturn is about contraction. They're all in cycles, you know, the ups and downs of life, but also the ups and downs of the market, which is what I'm more concerned about and bastardizing for my purposes. So Jupiter is in the ninth house. Saturn is in the eighth house. For once, they are in different houses, and I can say which field is declining and which field is ascending. It is international markets and telecommunications that is on the rise. We want to invest in international markets, everybody. You heard it here first. Mm. Go to Canada. Mm. <laughs> Kay, who is listening into this podcast, go to um, America? I guess that's how this works. Wait, no, I'm reading this from America. There are like other countries than those two. No. Migrate south to Mexico for the winter. Okay. <laughs> That's what this is saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is saying get out of the northern hemisphere. You have seasonal depression. <laughs> and then house eight, which is on the decline, is my oil, chemical, environmentally disastrous materials. So are you saying FTS might be on the decline because they were a energy company. We had sort of taken a loose standing of like this is an ethical energy company that's really trying to do good and do a field which historically is a lot of environmentally disastrous consequences but this is a particular company that is very environmentally focused but they may be on the decline i'm still probably not going to sell because at this point they're sort of middling for me five dollars lost in one bucket and then seven dollars gained in the other and I did try to keep those buckets separate so that I could keep track of it. So I'm going to hold on to that and then we'll take a little look-see next week to see if that has declined. In the meantime, I could be putting my money into international markets. The money that I make from selling from RCM that I want to sell because it's telling me to sell money and put my money in the bank. It is telling me to put my money in the bank. Mm, maybe it's telling me not to buy. Not not quite yet. Hmm. Mm. 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 Question for you real quick. Yes. Just out of curiosity. So when you talk about the moon, in this case, being related to your finances and accounting, etc., what makes you confident that it's putting money into your bank and removing it from the stock as opposed to just the exchange of currency? Because in my opinion, banking is not just putting money into the bank. It's also an exchange of many different things involved with banking. Right, mm. right. I could see it in that regard being an indicator that you should sell and reinvest rather than sell and stock it in the right, bank. Right. As far as banking being about putting money into the bank versus taking it out versus the exchange in the bank, that's more a gut feeling than anything, honestly. In divination, that is the way many people do it. It's just following those gut feelings. You know, just throwing out an alternate perspective. Of yeah, no, I love that. This is the sort of guidance we needed to make sure that our podcast about making stupid investments in the stock market was legit. <laughs> To make sure that we weren't making the most stupid investments in this podcast. I'm definitely thinking that because of the banking aspect, it's telling me to sell, but it could be telling me to reinvest. Like you're saying, it's an exchange. So perhaps the question I could pose to the tarot cards would be, should I invest in foreign markets as explained by Jupiter? Or do I keep the money? Also with that caveat of what's funniest. Oh, absolutely. True. That's so big in here, it seems like, in the in the reading <laughs> of like 
because it's in here twice, right? So do do what's the most hilarious. Do what's funny. Yes. Be entertaining is a big thing. That's why investing in another stock would be more entertaining. Like being fiscally responsible, cashing out when the stock is high, that's like boring. Well, where's the excitement in that? Which might mean that I've answered my own question, but... Uh... If you take money out of one, you put it into something else. That's exciting. That's like, ooh, ooh, let's tune in and see if this money turns into other money, you know? Right. That's the law of equivalent exchange right there. It's, yeah, first rule. Gotta, gotta follow it or you're gonna lose some limbs. <laughs> well, uh, Aster, with that pertinent and dire consequence, could you... Could you... It's a full metal alchemist <laughs> reference. Yes, I'm aware it's a full metal alchemist reference, but okay, I don't know. it's still dire. Yeah, they were fine, maybe. I haven't seen the whole show. I'm sure they're fine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Do I need to reiterate that for you, my dearest wait, darling what, one? What's your question exactly? <laughs> do you keep the money in, or do you invest it in something else? And also, what would be funniest? If you can, you know, manage all of that. I think, as usually, I'm going to ignore your question, do a Celtic cross, and see what comes up. I love you. I mean, I, with your with your situation in mind, mm -hmm. I'm not going to. Thank you. For the me who is not aware of some of these things, what is the reason one would do a Celtic cross? I like it. It's also a really comprehensive spread. Yeah. yeah. Celtic cross gives you a very good like picture of the whole situation. It sort of allows you to create a focused center of something. And then you are able to sort of see the obstacles, what the history is behind you, and then possible results that may come out of that and things to look around you and consider in the situation. So you can pinpoint either a person at the center of it or a situation like in this case. Senna, can you be on every episode from now on? <laughs> Just explain what I'm doing more articulately than I am. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. So the International House, House 9, is also about telecommunications because it's about the interconnectedness. It's about being connected to something broader than you, which is why it often corresponds to international markets, but also telecommunications. And there seems to be a Canadian telecommunication company that is showing up on my ethics filter. So. That's very interesting. Oh, and it's also down 1.48% right now. Oh, that's very interesting. Hmm. It is Rogers. Oh my God. <laughs> There's a, what? Hold on. We're getting, we're getting gossip from the Canadian, the Canadian consult in the group. Holy shit. So anybody listening along knows the play-by-play. -play. There's apparently a coup happening right now at this telecommunications location. And not to be too topical, but we do know something major that happened in the telecommunication world in the past week, which is that Facebook is doing its rebranding business. And I'm just saying that coups are really in right now. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. Mm -hmm. So the reading is the center cards are two of cups, five of cups is across it in reverse. I forgot a card. Oh, hold on. Just one. I forgot the future. <laughs> you forgot the funny point, I forgot the I forgot the card in the immediate future slot. It's fine. Okay, so two cups, five of cups, that's the situation. Pass to six of pentacles, immediate future, which I just drew is the three of wands. So there's, it, that should be to the right of the cross. I'll just take another picture. I love you. I'm going to read about this Rogers family drama. You do that. This is an interesting reading. Yeah, above is the tower, below is the reverse king of cups, and then the staff from the bottom is self is page of pentacles reversed, others is four of pentacles, wild card is eight of swords, and the outcome is the ace of cups. Where do even start? <laughs> a lot of pentacles. 
mm-hmm. which is just, a, you know, like money, good, yeah, wealth. A good thing. Yeah. But where is the wealth? What I think is interesting is the Six of Pentacles is in the past. Six of Pentacles is associated with charity normally. Oh, no. Either giving or receiving. Are they saying I'm being less charitable because I'm putting my excess funds into the stock market instead of helping people directly? Maybe. Or they could be saying the stock market is done being charitable with you and giving you good fortune. Yes, because it's not necessarily. It's also not necessarily just about charity. It's about an exchange of giving and receiving. Thank you. So this could also be about just the fact that you've been doing this podcast and that you have, you're working in the stock market where there's a given exchange and that you're taking and giving back. And then that's what you've been doing up till now. So this could just be saying, and it's usually positive. This is a pretty like, you're self-sufficient, which is why you're either giving money away because you have so much of it or you're receiving it in abundance so this is you've been doing well okay yeah that makes sense you have been doing all right with your i haven't completely flopped with my investments that's true so sina i would actually like your opinion on the court cards because i don't really feel like i understand them (laughs) just the court cards across or in specifically this king of cups reverse uh both (laughs) just personally i'm interested in what you have to say i personally look at the courts uh and try to look at them as sort of almost the base and most archetypal versions of the houses. The problem that I have is I have difficulty with water. It's a little bit easier because the queen and the king are more distinct. Mm -hmm. But like, what's the difference between he got a page of pentacles in reverse instead of a knight of pentacles in reverse? So I kind of look at it as the page of pentacles is like an apprentice, right? Mm -hmm. So that's sort of like a maybe an early feeling or and I meant when I said earlier with like the gut feeling thing. So sometimes it's what does this archetype make sense? in this situation for. So a page might say the cups, for example, which is your water and intuition house. It might be like, oh, you're starting to get a little bit of a gut feeling. You're starting down a path for something versus like a knight, you're established, you're on your way. There's usually a little bit of an element of assertion and a little bit of combativeness, perhaps, depending on the house. But, you know, in maybe a pentacle is a little more practical and grounded, but is defensive. So there's sort of like a on the battlefront element, I think, with knights. And then, you know, your kings and your queens are honestly a little steeped in heteronormativity at times. Yeah. So I sometimes look at them a little bit interchangeably, or if you want to ascribe things, then you could say that the queen is usually, I don't know, more connected to the family and more inner house and king is more like outer house in the traditional sense. I don't know. For me, I often look at king and queens as also a specific person Mm -hmm. or a specific situation. They're the big indicators right so that's my take on that thank you you're very welcome i love this so much thank you so much for being on this podcast (laughs) you're so welcome so three of wands upright is normally committing to a plan is that what you got for the future card well i I got it reversed Ooh. okay okay so So we got no plans i have not touched the tower (laughs) i'm just gonna come back to that so i haven't like looked at the cards on the right yet but i would be happy to give my take on what i'm seeing on the left so far let me think about it for a second because i've been kind of like thinking about individual cards and not about the overall picture yeah so there's a lot of water in these readings and I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> no, but because that's like Sina said, it's it's we're asking about money stuff. That's sort of Pentacles job. And then we keep getting cups. 
Yeah, but you're using divination and yeah. bringing an element. And this is like, you know, the divination house too. Fair point. You're bringing <laughs> in an element of water to a traditionally pentacle sort of environment, I think. So that makes sense. Yeah, I am perplexed. <laughs> Love to hear your thoughts. Because I see choice, lack of choice. Actually, you can choose. No, you can't. <laughs> you're free to do what you want. No, you're hoarding money. There's a lot of contradictory stuff here. Or maybe I'm just reading it obtusely. I don't think so at all. I think you're absolutely the right train there. What I was going to say is that my takeaway from this is sort of chaos. And in the way that you're, I think, shows intending to be <laughs> in the sense of two of cups is a card about revelry festivity usually it depicts a marriage it's like getting together with people having a good time which is sort of what we're doing right now uh, so there's kind of your situation uh, with five of cups having some setbacks and trying to decide how to move on which is sort of like the situation that we're in right now that's our challenge that we're having right now right like how do we decide what we're gonna do because we're kind of stuck on this issue of do we pull the money out? Do we pull it out and invest it in something else? Do we put it in the bank and save it? So they, these cards are almost in the middle saying like, yeah, okay, I see what you've got going on. The tower here, it's kind of funny because my immediate impulse when I see the tower always is, oh no, oh no, uh, you know, like <laughs> that's not good. In some cases, you know, it's not, a tower is not always the absolute worst thing that can happen to you because sometimes that level of devastation is needed in our lives to move on, right? So mm -hmm. it's such as like a wildfire restoring an environment. You know, it's not always the absolute worst thing that can happen to you. In this case, in our card that is about influences and consciousness, I think this is sort of a nod to like, do we burn it all down or do we invest it all? You know, like this, which is kind of our dilemma that we're having tonight. Right. And then I would say root and subconscious is king of cups. Again, about that, like following the inner gut feeling. Noel says tonight that he has a lot of gut feelings about these things and in the podcast in general has a lot of gut feelings. That's following that. That's a, an acknowledgement to that sort of like chaotic energy. <laughs> Mm -hmm. The six? Six of pentacles. We talked about that before. You said it, it's we've had some moderate success with what we've been doing so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I'm sorry, what did you say the other card was in the future? Three of wands reverse. Three of wands reverse. Which gives me more chaos. Yeah, exactly. Not really sure what to do. Not sure about our plan. Yeah. <laughs> So I think this whole, it's like basically a card of like, hey, things are kind of taking a while and you, you're kind of in a stall out. So everything on the left side says to me, yeah, hey, I don't know. <laughs> things are going as they're supposed to do, but I don't have answers for you. Sometimes the cards be like that. You sure do. So maybe on the right, we might have some more answers, but that would be my takeaway on the left. I can let you guys think about this while I run a mid-roll ad. Oh, yeah, you did say you were going to do that, didn't you? Yeah, go for it. All right. <laughs> All right, we'll get to the answers after this short break. Are you gay? Are you depressed? Are you a disappointment to your parents with chronic pain? Oh, me! Then you need Logost! Their third studio album, Night Speak, is out today when we release this podcast anyway. But I, I do have a link to their band camp, which is lo-ghost.bandcamp.com. Check out the probable masterpiece. We've heard like four or five singles from it so far, and it freaking rocks from this criminally underrated Cape Town duo act, Logost. 
we weren't paid for this. I just really like Load Ghost. Please listen to them. Thank you. Enter promo code. There is none because we're not paid for it. Enter promo code. Pay them more because they're freaking tiny. Nobody knows them except for me. Number one Load Ghost fan. Please join me. Thank you. I love you. Bye. Anyway, Tarot. So it's kind of more of the same. Although, like, you could interpret the two Pentacles cards as trying to be careful with your money. And because Four of Pentacles is holding on to stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Hoarding almost. Yes. Literally, like, hoarding wealth, if we were to be mm -hmm. extremely literal. And that's in the spot that I usually interpret as being other people. Other people are hoarding their wealth? Yeah. Tax the rich! Eat them! But then we have the Eight of Swords reverse which I think came up last week as well. I literally do not remember. I think it did, it, because one of the conclusions was that you were overthinking it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. You referenced that yeah. earlier this episode. I think it was Ada Swords Upright, but in a different plot, maybe. What I'm having trouble with is the Ace of Cups. Inspiration for what? The new beginning for something. My take on that mm -hmm. is a new start. So I would think Page of Pentacles is procrastinating, oh. focusing on learning from past experiences, you know, going back to that kind of apprentice vibe. This is someone that's kind of kicking their feet and delaying things and maybe not making the most sound investments and saying, hey, look at your history and what you have uh, done before to make your decision here. Your next card of uh, the Four of Pentacles, it is a card that is about, like you said, saving money, holding it back, hoarding it, reverse it specifically is about like overspending um in this case it's not reversed but you know it's still a card w that can say mm -hmm. uh, potential for that it still has that in its meaning and that's why that's the kind of the root of why there's a hoarding going on the card literally kind of you know depicts this this guy holding on to his pentacle and his money to keep it close to his chest and then eight of swords uh, like you mentioned kind of negative thought and feeling like you're keeping yourself bound up and like overthinking it and being too critical but it's also a card about being open to new experiences like there's this guy that's bound up but his hands are free and there's swords all around him and is not choosing to let himself go then your final card, the Ace of Cups, which in a lot of depictions can be equated to like the Holy Grail and new investment and new ideas and finding a new endeavor mm. and setting off in a new direction. So my take on this is actually to pull your money out of where you're currently invested. And don't hoard it. Well, but then put it somewhere else. Be, I think it's saying be smart with it. Mm. The Four of Pentacles is saying maybe do hoard it. Oh, huh. Or at least be thoughtful about it. Maybe don't put all of it. Maybe pull some of it and put some of it mm. in. Follow a new idea. Don't do a huge investment with it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, because it's a start of something new. The Ace of Cups is sort of like a beginning. Now, see, the very interesting thing about that is the news that we've heard about Roger's communication having a coup and probably mm. starting on a new beginning, mm. as well as... <laughs> <laughs> me starting on a new stock. Mm -hmm. I mean, these people seize their swords and are starting to release their binds, right? So mm. new direction, new opportunities. This is very interesting indeed. So I feel like I'm getting sell some. Don't sell all of the RCM stock, right? And then buy into this Rogers communication just for something new. I think that's solid. That's what I heard anyway. I wasn't listening that hard though. So <laughs> Again, gut feelings is what it's all about. Considering they are uh, undergoing a 
fucking coup. That's as new beginnings as it gets. That's as untied chains as it gets. Like yeah. unless the coup fails. Well and then they're back at their old beginnings. Oh. Okay, so do I wait? Sorry, no, you had just settled on something. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, okay. that's your plan being undermined. The coup succeeded. That was the big news over the weekend. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Wow. Yeah, okay, so they are at new beginnings. <laughs> the court ruled in the coup's favor. I am really excited to dig into details on this later. I think we need to put a link I, yeah. to an article in our show notes. Exactly, So yes. that everyone else can also learn about this. Yes. I'm going to throw back to the tower also, <laughs> which is... A card of destruction and th- right. burning thing down to its base, which to is start something. What a coup new. is, yeah. and that's your influence card. It all comes full circle. Honestly, I'm really confident then in that reading to invest in that company. So it, it you definitely at one point said like you know be smart with your money, but I feel like I won't be. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna sell some of the stock that's up right now, keep some of it, and that's where I'll be moderate. But then as far as investing in RCI, uh, Rogers Communications, I am going to buy, let's see how much money I have to buy. <laughs> so a question for the me and perhaps the listeners. What is the current price of Rogers? Currently, Rogers is trading at $47.37. I'm going to buy 10 and then enter a new order. Symbol is RCM and I want to sell. I own five shares. I'm going to sell three of them. Boop. Woohoo! Yay! So with all of that movement that we've just had, with all of that excitement, and with that expert analysis and additional coaching by our dear friend Cinna, and, you know, just cheerleading by Beth, who we'd love to have on. Usually we <laughs> don't expect our guests to know anything about anything, so we cherish you as well, Beth. <laughs> I'll have to learn up on divination methods before I show up again. But you said you were going to do... Uh... Oh, I was going to do Onion Mancy. Onion Mancy, oh, yeah. 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 Incredible. Okay, so talk to me in the spring. When the onions come when up. When I plant some onions, and that'll be a long game. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what do we even do with that? One yes or no question. In a couple months. <laughs> One yes or no question that takes months to answer. Yeah, uh, that doesn't happen so often in the stock market. But we'll figure it out. We'll figure out something to do. We'll work on it. In the meantime, the exciting world of stonks and divination will wait for you until next episode on Astrology for Men. Echo, 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 echo.